heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restriction apply. See DraftKings.com for details. From the wild woods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Droma here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. How's your weekend, Hoppy? Man, I was telling you before we got on here, we uh, had the last opportunity here before we go from negative temperatures, which I guess for Canadians, that won't make a whole lot of sense. But down here, negative temperatures. And now we still get negative temperatures, by the way, just saying it. I understand, but it doesn't sound as bad to you. <laughs> and uh, next week, like already today, everything's melting. Like it's getting back up over freezing temperature. And it was the last chance to go out and do some outdoor skating. While well, me and a couple of buddies just went out, thought we were going to have fun and fool around. Like no big deal. First time on the ice in like a year and a half. Well, shit, we got some of the youths from Benil to jumping on. And uh, we ended up playing them heads up and it, my body hurts really bad. Uh, already some great praise and comments on the Rossi jersey there, Hoppy. You know, I wish I could take the credit. <laughs> Matthew Coldy. That's a great name as well, Ooh. joining us on uh, Twitter. And thanks, everyone, joining us on the live stream uh, to start off this episode 130 of the Soda Pod. Uh, thanks to those on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Um, we got a great show today for this Sunday live stream. And thanks to everyone uh, who also tunes in on the podcast. You can find a new episode of the Soda Pod every Monday and Thursday. And of course, we stream live Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, show rundown today. We got the hoppy hour, an extended hoppy hour with E. White of KDWB 101.3 FM and the Hoser Show podcast. Um, we've been uh, we've been you know tweeting back and forth and finally got a, a date to join the the live stream here. I'm really excited to talk. Well, hockey, craft beer, and uh, and music as well a little bit and a little bit about uh, what uh, our boy E White does as well. Then we got some uh, loose ends, Minnesota Wild talk that we don't uh, get into in our first segment. Uh, in the hoppy hour so we'll tie up those loose ends i have some notes on the last uh win against the ducks great win fiala like i said is god and uh we got a little bit of nhl talk as well we uh we'll close the show as we do every sunday uh, i hand over the mic to hoppy to do the mnc double a before we jump into the first segment though uh, a quick word from our sponsors at DraftKings. 
Look, you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball, golf, and well, hockey, everything. I think the tennis just ended. Anyways, DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have the front row seat to all the action. Look, making up a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. You draft up your lineup, and you feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better way to play than to get in and all the actions on DraftKings.com. And now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app or head to DraftKings.com and sign up using the promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You like uh, you like my face there, eh, producer pigeon? My eyes come off the read for one second. I'm like, oh, look at look at that. I'm filling <laughs> up the screen. Uh, again, thanks. Uh, shout out to actually Elijah and our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network. They hosted the first of uh, well, hopefully many DraftKings events where uh, they they bring in players and uh, players internally and the fans of you know their respected shows and of the Hockey Podcast Network uh, to join in a daily fantasy kind of tournament and they live stream some of the updates. Uh, throughout the event and uh, it was a load of fun so cheers to the boys of the hockey podcast network uh follow elijah at stick and rink at stick and rink pod and find the hockey podcast network anywhere at hockey pod net all right without further ado let's jump into our first segment with our friend e white the hoppy hour presented by the hockey podcast network. first i'd like to propose a toast to umd goaltender alex stalak to stalak to stalak I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. You're all hopped out? You're listening to The Soda Pod, episode 130, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thanks, everyone, tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, we got E. White of KDWB 1013 and The Hoser Show. How's it going, man? Boys, what's going on? I, I feel like... I needed the intro to show with a shotgun, but I'm just not, you know, because I saw the whole rundown. I was like, oh, my God, this is epic. I love it. <laughs> What's going on? Not much. There have been plenty of shotguns in this office. I just don't feel like cleaning up my both keyboard and desk today. So I got the bottle. I got a bottle. No can man. I like it. Uh, but sure. that sounds more like user error than anything. You shouldn't be yeah. getting it all over the studio if you're shotgunning, right? That's, that's It needs to be clean. Exactly. You know, full send. <laughs> Full send. Full, hey, repping the full send up in your Canada. Yeah, we're, we're messy up here north of the border. Um, anyways, this is the hoppy hour. The extended version is we're going to talk more than just beer. But let's let's start off with uh, what's everyone drinking. Hey, hoppy, let's start with you. What's on tap? Yeah, this one is from Junkyard Brewing. It's called Final, oh, Final Boss. I know Isha wants to see the can art first. Okay. Oh, very nice. Okay. Junkyard it's, are amazing with their can art. Oh, they're more amazing with their beer, to be honest. And this one's kind of different for them, too. They're usually pretty, like, out there and, like, whatever they go with, like, they hit you hard. This one's, like, pretty crisp, clean, um, just standard, I guess, citrusy more so double IPA here. Delicious. We love it. All right. What do you got, sir? So I'm rocking with uh, Uda Pills, Ewald, the Golden. Uh, Uda Pills right here in Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, man, it feels like summer right now. It's currently 25 degrees. 
So, uh, you know, of course, above negative numbers, we got to go with a summery beer. And uh, it felt right, you know, Hefeweizen, nice and easy, easy to drink. And, uh, yeah, man, just goes kind of with everything. Beach weather. Yeah, exactly. You know the vibe. Seriously. I feel like here in Minnesota right now, I'm just waiting for somebody to, like, cross the street with cargo shorts. I've already been outside in shorts, so you're good, man. If if one of us hadn't been, I feel like it would just be like, you know, we're missing a rite of passage there, you know? (laughs) Um, I'm on the, I think the last few podcasts here, I've been on the chocolate, either the chocolate porter or, you know, coffee stout train. So I got, uh, the longboat chocolate porter tonight. No can, no shotgunning happening in this studio. I actually clean, did a nice little clean of the, of the headquarters today. Um, yeah, not too strong, you know, great, great, not too sweet either, which again, the listeners of the soda pod know. I don't like I don't like my stouts or any type of beer too sweet, even uh, even the fruity ones. So I don't know. I've I feel like every winter now I'm probably just gonna be more of a porter and stout guy. I know that's very much uh, <laughs> on par with with the the rest, like the consumers at large. Um, where I usually just drink whatever year round. Um, yeah, Hoppy, you've got me on the train, man, and it's hard to get off. You're welcome. <laughs> hey. Listen, it's like a warm hug, you know. Stouts be stouts and porters be like that for sure. <laughs> Uh, Shane Van Nice joining us on uh, Facebook. Thanks, Shane. He said, that's a good beer to convince someone to drink. Like, uh, come on, man. Are you going to tap out before the final boss? Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> uh, well, now that we've uh, done the rounds, a shout out to you to Pills as well. Oh, what's up, Poppy? We just got to say on that note, I don't know if everyone else has seen it, but if you haven't, go to YouTube right now and look up the uh, trailer for the new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, my goodness. It looks incredible. That was random. PSA. That was random. You talked about tapping out a final boss. What are you talking about? Okay, okay. okay. I, I see the segue. I see the segue. Uh, Mortal Kombat. What, what system did you did you play that game on? I for me it was a lot super, of them. <laughs> super. Well, what, what was your favorite? Super Nintendo was mine. That's a good question. I actually don't even know if I can answer that appropriately. Ooh. Um, I gotta go with the arcade system. I feel like that's the best move all the time. Just vintage, you know. But I'll I, play Mortal Kombat that have hardcore. So, like, that's kind of where I come across it, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I think I agree with you, though. I think that is, like, the classic way to play. Like, obviously, as they kept on going and evolving it more, it got more complex and you need more buttons. But I, I do like the old school arcade version. Otherwise, probably any version of Xbox would have been sufficient. Totally. Never had an Xbox. Went from uh, the poor man's Super Nintendo to a, a GameCube. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. Super Mario Strikers was my vibe on GameCube. That was like hey. the best game ever. That was so great. <laughs> Definitely an underappreciated uh, sports game. Okay, 100%. moving right along. Um, and and speaking of uh, well, speaking of sports, um, are you more of a sports guy or, or music? Because I know uh, having a a good mix of both is good for radio. I, I dip in on both for sure. I mean, I grew up like a huge sports fan. I always wanted to be a sports broadcaster, but like my career just kind of went in the direction of music radio, um, you know, with like internships and stuff like that. So like my love for music also like kind of combined with that. And when I had the opportunity to actually like get into some sports stuff, I was able to. So I, it was a, so I I think it's a nice little 50, 50. We might go 55, 45 to sports depending on the day, but we, we keep it nice and balanced, you know? That's what I like to hear. I'd say I'd land in that category as well, although hockey's taken over my life with the yeah. managing the hockey podcast network. Um, well, tell us a little bit how you you know, got into the business. I know you you host a you know a sports and predominantly hockey based podcast, but you're also I'd say a radio DJ. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I uh, 
when I was in college, I went to school for like journalism and everything. And, you know, I was working with my college radio station. I hosted a reggae show and basically like on the weekends, I would just like roll up in there, just throwing a bunch of like sublime and like slightly stupid tracks and have fun with it. Um, eventually like I kept on doing that and did like other sports shows and everything. And I got some internships and I was, I had a choice between a sports station and a rock station and the sport, uh, the rock station got back to me quicker. So I just, you know, was like, yeah, I'm in dude. And, uh, yeah, it kind of like put me on this trajectory towards music. And, um, I remember I was at iHeart in Philly as for an internship. I'm from Philadelphia. I grew up out there. Um, but, uh, I got um in an internship with iheart out there and it was all music and so i was doing like commercials and everything like that and i happened to share a studio with the guy who ran the pop station and like he and i were like buddies you know we would just shoot the shit and uh, can i curse is that cool yeah yeah okay please awesome i didn't know yeah whatever Uh, so you know we would just like shoot the shit and everything and uh you know one day he's like ever think about getting on on the air i'm like hell yeah i'm thinking about getting on the air and he's like well, how about you do it for our pop station? I'm just like, no, never. <laughs> and um, he was just like, well, if you change your mind, let me know. And it took me like seven minutes to sit there and be like, all right, you either have no show or have a show. And I'm like, I will take the a show. So I um, I went in there and I was like, hey, man, I would love to hop on and everything. And now I talk about Selena Gomez and stuff for a living. It's great. <laughs> it works out that way. I mean, and, and I, I was in Des Moines, Iowa before I was here in Minneapolis. I've been in Minneapolis for a little over a year now. And clearly I've delved into everything, man. Delved into Minnesota culture. I'm trying to be as much of an adopted Minnesota as possible. Cause it's such a dope spot. Right. And that's the cool part about KDWB KDWB, you know, it, locally is huge, obviously radio wise, but like, um, you know, within the radio community, it's kind of like working for the New York Yankees. It's like a huge deal. So it's, uh, it's been a dream come true, man. And here we are, you know, out here in the great white North. <laughs> um, Hoppy, uh, <laughs> I'll hand this one over to you. He's making notes on our, our outline here. Oh, There's a boy. question he wants to sneak in. Well, no, and just because we already had the systems debate, I know Isha got pretty excited when he saw that our good friends over at Waconia Brewing Company on March 7th are having their second annual Mario Kart tournament. Yeah. Um, Now, we need to have this debate because this one's way more important to me. What system are you playing Mario Kart on? Me, personally? What what, what would you prefer? I... I mean, I feel like you got to do it on the classic, right? Like the N64. That's like the way you do it. And, and like, it just feels, it feels right. I don't know. And, and there's nothing against, like, listen, the Wii's fine. And it's no, cool. no, it's double dash is the right answer, boys. 100%. <laughs> All right, I, we I, need to mute Isha quick so that the adults can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I, like, I never had like a GameCube or like, I, I'm an Xbox kid. So like, but I had an N64 in college. Like me and my, my homies would just like literally like, just smash beers and play Mario Kart and like no mercy, WWF, no mercy. And um, <laughs> literally that's all we would do. And so like, yeah, I feel like I got a special spot in my heart for the N64. Now, if they present me with a Wii remote, I'll still play. I'll still like smoke anybody. But like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we're, we we go with whatever. But if I had a choice, N64, absolutely. Man, I'm I'm right there with you. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll play any version. Don't get me wrong. But it Nintendo 64 is the greatest. And I like you, not only in college, but still have a Nintendo 64 in my basement. And we still play the old school. uh, It's mostly Mario Kart and Super Smash Brothers, but we'll dabble in some of the other games here and there. It's actually crazy. Like you play the newer games like Halo, Call of Duty, and then you go back and try and play old school Goldeneye. Dude, I don't even know how to like aim and shoot at people anymore. It's so different. 
It's so crazy. Absolutely. I, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like when I go and like play like 2K or like Shell or something like that, and then I like hop on and try to play like NBA Jam, I'm lost. It's like I have no clue what's happening. So I feel that. <laughs> well, I mean, I never owned an N64. So that that's with me. I went from, like I said, right from Super Nintendo to I had a GameCube. So I did play like Super Smash Bros. Melee was good too. I will say the 64 one is better that one's the classic million percent. Uh, so you had ev you had every nintendo system except for the good one yeah, yeah man that you skipped that one i feel like that's, a, that's <laughs> hey. an interesting choice yeah it's not it's not my fault my parents couldn't afford it guys come on <laughs> sorry no, well now i feel bad damn <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> oh man all right Let, let's talk a little bit about uh you know your hockey show the hoser show podcast um you know how did that all start and i know you're not a minnesota guy first and foremost but you might you I've listened to the show. You talk Minnesota Wild quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I think just in general, we're – both Brett and I are massive hockey fans, and I think we're fans of just, like, the culture of it more than anything else. And so, like, I think that's one thing that, like, I was really trying to – you know, because I came up with the idea for the – the podcast i was like well you know everybody in radio is always having like oh i got this new podcast i got this i got that and it's just them like basically talking to their friends and it's lame and like you know it gets boring really quick so i was like all right well how can i like you know do something that i love while also like you know incorporating that fun stuff in there and so the hoser show came to be um and brett and i knew each other from uh when i was working in des moines actually funny enough his mom worked with me um and he was in college still and, you know, we're like a year apart. But, like, yeah, I was like, hey, man, I'm thinking You were his mom. What? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was going to say, damn, wow. <laughs> Coming out the gate, <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Um, no, but, uh, but no, we uh, – so we met, and I was like, hey, let's try this out. And we did a couple episodes, and it sounded cool, and we vibed with it. And we're just like, yeah, like, we, we focused a lot on the wild. It, it wasn't an intention to focus on the wild, but then we realized how, like, many people in Minnesota – like, I didn't realize how big of, like, wild fans there were here in Minnesota because just, like, you hear from, like, outside of, like, you know, being an outsider, there's always that debate about, like, North Stars versus Wild, and you feel like there's, like, this, like, awkward tension between the two. But, like, there's so much passion behind the team and just passion for hockey in general in the state, so it's hard to ignore it. So, of course, we talk a little bit about the Wild. Um, my TikTok's a lot of high school hockey stuff. You know, obviously, high school hockey's a huge deal here. I won't say it's akin to the juniors up in, like, you know, Canada and everything, but, like, they try. And I think, like, you know, the effort behind it is super huge. So, for sure. And then we do a ton of other, like, random stuff. We've been doing this thing called Tower of Tears, where, like, we literally do tier lists of, like, different, uh, you know, topics week to week. Last week, we did captains, where we absolutely buried Dylan Larkin. Poor guy. Um, we just literally, like, clown the hell out of him. Um, him and... Uh, who else was up there that was like just getting roasted i don't know there's so many like questionable captains right now so we were just going through the whole list um and then like we we've been for some reason i don't know how it came about but one day brett was just like on like hinge mid-show and i was like give me the phone like let me see what you're doing and like then it just became a bit to try to get him a girlfriend because he's a squid so like, we just, like, started working with it and um oh my god it's just been so fun so we've had a couple people on to like help us and like help give him advice because like i you know i'm not single he very much is so it's like i'm trying to give him advice but like i'm also still a dude and like i can only do so much you know so it's been fun it's, it's a little like you know fun bit it's like you know it's like homies talking about hockey but also like we know what we're talking about too which is like a plus so it's a good time for sure <laughs> oh man that i mean that segment is worth people tuning in for alone 
Yeah, so, absolutely. Oh, for sure. If you're not even a hockey, you don't have to be a hockey fan. Like you'll still vibe with that. You'll think it's hilarious. You know, <laughs> hey, half the people who listen to this show aren't even hockey fans. I bet. Um, I, I know Shane ain't anyways. Uh, I, I want to talk about, uh, one, one part of your last, I, I believe it was your last show, or your second last show. There was like this Kazakh pop song that you played. And, uh, I want to know what the hell that song was and how do we make that either the wild goal song or Kaprizov's goal song in particular. Brett goes into the like deepest caverns of the internet sometimes. And he was just like, and of course, Kirill is like the goat. So like, we we're just like trying to find like something like fun with him and everything. And so he found this song and I was like, what is this? Like, because before it's like, we mess around. We're like, Oh dude, it should be the Rasputin song or like, you know, like other random things like Russian national anthem. And he found this song. I'm like, what? what in the hell is this? And it's just like, I was lost everything, but it was so fun, dude. And yeah, we need to make that happen ASAP. I don't know if anybody's got any plugs with like the sound people at the, I, I might actually, I might know, I might know a guy of a guy, right? And so it's like trying to get that for Kirill whenever he scores, man, that'd be great. <laughs> man, you send me the link to that because I got to feature gotcha. it when I'm when I'm done editing and putting it, you know, in this segment at least, either for the intro or outro. I'm sure our producer will figure out something down the road Beautiful. if he digs it. <laughs> Oh my God. It's so, um, so what about thoughts on just this wild season in general? I know, I know the COVID-19 was a, a rather big speed bump and it's hard to judge the 14 games um, in total, but I just love to hear your thoughts. Cause we, we talk about ours over and over again, especially these last two weeks of there being only you know a couple games. I, I think in general with me looking at the squad, there's a lot of potential, obviously. I mean, I love seeing Fiala, I love seeing Kaprizov. Um, you know, we talk about Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy a bunch too, and like, you know, they got them in the bag. But I, I think a lot of people are looking at like, you know, just the win. Everybody talks about like the window of a team, right? And I feel like for the wild, the window's not even open yet, which is like a good thing and a bad thing. Um, because like, I think in general, like there's a lot of potential there. Obviously there's some big holes um, and there's, you know, it's just, especially at the center position. So like, I, I, I think it's like, there's a lot of potential there, but there's just so much that like, I'm a little skeptical about. And like, you know, whether it be with, I, I know, God, I, so many people on like wild Twitter are like falling in love with the Erickson Eck and like, I couldn't be further from it. I, oh, really? Yeah, I, I, um, I am just like watching him play. He's very ordinary to me. <laughs> and like, I think it's just like, Maybe it's just because I have a bad taste in my mouth because he was a Chuck Fletcher guy and, you know, just getting drafted from him and just, like, he's kind of like a, a layover from that. And, like, I'm really on board with what Billy Garen's doing. And so, like, it's, it's, I, I think with, with all that said, he's clearly proven he can play hockey. I just don't know if he fits in well and gels the right way. But with that being said, last night completely proved me wrong, right? So it's just, like, the consistency needs to be there. And so I don't know. I think there's a lot of potential with the team, but there's just a lot of question marks. And also they need to get a number one center because all those guys are threes, like absolute threes. So I don't know, man. It's interesting. No, we, we agree with you on the center debate, but I, we got to circle back quick to this whole not liking Eck because of the person that drafted him. Yeah. Uh, if, if that's the case, you can't be a Fiala fan because he was drafted by and traded for by Paul Fenton. So Ooh, yeah. you can't split hairs on that. Like you got to like both or dislike both if you're going to go by that metric. But no, you're right. We need, I think we've overstated at this point. We need centers. I really like, don't get me wrong. I like Fiala. I, I think my thing right now too is like when I said like the window is not open yet, I think there needs to be a lot more openness to moving. Right. So it's just like, 
I, I am, and there's been a debate across Twitter about Jack Eichel, right? Like where he's landing and everything. And there's this like little niche of wild fans that are out here saying, what would you trade for Jack Eichel? And everything. Like, I don't, and everybody's, yeah. And everybody's like, I don't want to give up Fiala. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, it's just like, if they ask for Fiala, you send them. Like, it's just, that's just my opinion. So like, I think there's a lot of attachment towards some of these players. So like the Eric's next and Fiala. And so like, yeah, granted, I may not like the GM. I, I also might be bitter because I'm a Flyers fan. I grew up a Flyers fan. And so Chuck Fletcher, I got to well, do You and Hop, you're going to be best friends. Gross. Gross. Dude, just disgusting. It's awful. It's terrible. Seriously. <laughs> like, the, I, you think I want to give that money, much money to Kevin Hayes? Are you out of your mind? Like, come on now. This is, He's a good locker room guy. It, 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 such a great dressing room guy. Oh, my goodness. Like, God, man. It, it, but point being, it's just, you can't be so attached to certain players. And so I think when you have that discussion about, like, Eichel or Barkov, you know, and like that, it, you need to be willing to move people. And so it may be some of your favorite players. I know from experience. You think I was happy when the Flyers moved Jeff Carter? Absolutely not. But you know what? It turned into Jake Voracek and Sean Couturier. So it's okay. Like, sometimes it works out better. And so, like, I think for a guy like Eichel or Barkov, that's a, that's a you know, team-changing player, right? Whereas, like, with Kevin Fiala and um, Erickson Eck, great like great players to have on your team. I don't know if they're going to be the number one guy. They're going to be an amazing two or three, but at the same time, it's just like, you're not going to be your focal point. So I don't know. I, I have some hot takes, but like, at the end no, of the I day, like it. A, I like yeah, it. It's a little spicy. <laughs> Tra- trading for Jack Eichel is not a hot take. And if it is, that says more about the people that judge the takes than anything. Yeah. They're just, they, I think there's some very plain people in the Minnesota media when it comes to like sports and especially with hockey. There's a lot of people that want to play it safe and do it the old fashioned way. And it, I'm sorry, it's not 1994 anymore. You know, it's just like, I, I don't know how to tell you otherwise. Does that, are you trying to say that means there's a team or what, <laughs> the 1994 comment? Oh man. I, I was going to say 2000. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, RIP. Sorry. <laughs> It's, it's okay. okay. There's a cool Subway jersey now, so everyone can remember it. Oh, it's so neat, isn't it? Isn't it the cutest thing? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I'm the only one on Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada, who has that jersey. I'll, I'll tell you that much. How, what do you think of it? Like, would you I love it. Just to buy it, or do you love it? I love it. I, I really do. I like it. I mean, yes, it's the Subway jersey, but at least it's not the Vancouver Canucks awful Sprite can jersey. Yeah, those are bad, dude. Like, I, <laughs> like I, I'll be honest. I was hoping they would have gone back to, like, what they did last year with like the the old like black jerseys with yes the skate. fire those jerseys are absolute gas but like yeah this like gradient fade thing like I did they did it back in the early two thousands too with like oh, the awful uh, awful trash dude absolute trash gradient fades are never good I don't know who ever thought that was a good idea like it just reminds me of like okay where where what do you got Hoppy I I I'm sorry I have to interrupt here I'm watching the outdoor game right now as we talk and. Pasternak just ripped one top corner. It was two to two. They marked it as a Flyers goal. God. And now they've changed it back. But when the goal was scored, it popped up Flyer goal and it showed three, two Flyers. NBC. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. You get right back to what you were doing. I just had to let everyone know about that. It's all good. Well, it's funny. It's just, yeah, gradient phase trash. That's basically all I'm saying. It is. (laughs) Agreed. They remind me of PowerPoints from like, you know, grade school. They're terrible. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Man. Or button-up silk sleeveless shirts, Ricky from Trailer Park Boys style. Great. Yes, dude. Same vibe. Same vibe. Same vibe. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man. 
but yeah, I, I, I don't love the, uh, not before I get too much into it. Yeah. I don't love the, uh, wild, uh, throw throwback simply because of the meme, but also just like in general, I, I don't know. I have a hard time with the whole, like, you know, trying to combine both franchises, you know? So like, I think it would have been cool if they like, and if you're going to do it, go all the way, like it should have just been the M, you know, or something like that. Something a little bit more like, or like the, the Minnesota cross, just something a little more like traditional, but like, yeah, I, I think combining both franchises was a little weird to me, but it, again, I get the history. It's fine. It's cool. Nostalgia. The man bear pig should never be in Packers colors. Yeah. This guy. He's, he's on my side here. He's a good co <laughs> he's a good co-host. Um so did you play hockey growing up and you you know you talked a little bit about high school hockey in Minnesota but do you have a connection to it at all being a Jersey kid? I was Or sorry not Jersey kid fucking Flyers kid sorry about that. <laughs> Jersey kid. Wow. Fighting words out here. It's like Fighting saying words. from Wisconsin. Shit. <laughs> like, that that's a good that's a damn good comparison. Wow. Yeah, that's a big yikes. Um, no, it's okay. Um, so I, I never played hockey growing up. I was a beast at floorball in, uh, in intramural in like college. Me too. But, represent. Like, no, I never, I never played dude. Not, not a single day, but I, I've always had hockey in my life. The first thing that I was, you know, when I was a kid, my grandfather popped, popped me in front of a TV it was Flyers Islanders. And he was like, you watch this team. You like the team in the, in the orange. And I'm like, sick. <laughs> awesome. And I'm just like, all right, cool. And so I've been a fan since I was a kid. And I've just always loved the sport. And that's just kind of the connection I've had. And, like, growing up, I wanted to be a broadcaster. So, like, of course, I used to watch the games religiously and, like, listen to, like, Jim Jackson, who's the uh, the broadcaster for Flyers. He's phenomenal, underrated. Um, but then, like, Doc Emmerich and, like, the, the absolute, like, undisputed goat of, like, hockey broadcasting, hot take, Gary Thorne. Gary Thorne is top-notch, bro. Like, he deserves more credit than he gets, man. Off the floor, on the board, Paul Correa is the greatest call of all time. <laughs> like, he's fire, dude. Straight gas. That's a Vancouver boy, too. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> yeah, sir. Listen, I mean, it's so good. But, yeah, I think just, like, the love for the broadcasting and the love for the sport in general just at a young age is what brought me to it. But I never played a single day in my life. I can, I can barely skate. I, I'm a yard sale. Like, absolute mess. So, yeah, man. <laughs> Isha, okay. remind me, who's, who's the – Guy for Florida that we both really like. Oh, Randy Mahler. He oh, is dude. amazing. He is, he is the best. Dude, fun fact. Randy Mahler was on the first cover of NHL. of The first shell ever. He was on the fucking cover. <laughs> Look, I know Randy and I didn't even know that. I got to bring him up to him next time there's, we talk. There's a trivia question. That's a pigeon, pigeon's already on it. Our producer. <laughs> He's like, I got to see this. Dude, I, it, it's for a while, dude, shell covers were crazy, man. There was like just quick the randomest people. So great. I yeah, love just it. just for our listeners on the podcast, Randy is a legend in that. Like he would have uh the best movie quotes post goal. Mom Build me a bicycle clown. Where's the meatloaf? <laughs> yes. He's dude. still working with the organization. He's still working with the organization. He <clears throat> he since he hung up the skates in their locker room, he's still been there. So shout out Randy. Dude, good Canadian it. boy. Dude, shout out. We freaking love it. Seriously. With Florida, the way they're playing right now, he's got plenty of those in the back. He needs to because they're killing it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I love dude. how it's NHLPA hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I remember I did, a, I did a TikTok and I was just like, and oh, dude, I, I'm not going to lie. I probably clowned the hell out of them. But I was like, um, I was looking through, like, we were just talking about, like, random NHL uh, cover athletes. 
And um, I like came across, I'm like, yeah, they come up with some random ones over the years. And I'm like, who the fuck is Randy Mauler? Mar- <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. And then you went on YouTube and you heard, you went down the wormhole and you're like, fucking right. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. Incredible. Seriously. I, I, who do you guys think is the best of all time? Like NHL cover guys. I just told you my favorite. So <laughs> oh, who was it? I'm sorry. Oh, Randy Mauler. Ran- Randy Mauler. <laughs> Honestly, he just took like, he took first place in my books too, I think. Fair enough. Actually, that's fair for sure. I gotta go double Dion personally, oh. <laughs> just for the memes more than anything else. But like, oh my god, dude, so great! Imagine if Pierre Maguire was just the cover one year, yeah. just just because he just it. bought his way in. He's like, you know what? I, I'll turn down the general manager job with Pittsburgh, but I'll I'll go. No. I'll, I'll take it. It's it's Pierre hiding in the bushes, watching like ten year olds <laughs> play hockey. <laughs> <laughs> He knows he the shit that you didn't even oh, yeah, out on know. The, out on the pond in Saskatoon, huh? I've been watching this guy for years. They're like, what the fuck? How did you get that footage? Dude, he's like in the bush just, with his yeah. first iPhone. Like, I got it. He's got like those like binocular things you hold with like you know a stick or whatever out in the prairie, just like <laughs> searching around. Oh my god. Oh my god. And but that's so true, Hoppy. And you know, uh Pidge and I have talked about that before, and that like this guy has all the facts that you didn't even know you wanted to know, nor that you even walk away going, Did I even really need to know that? Like, I feel a little dirty learning this. Like, was this beneficial? Like, did we, like, we don't need this? Oh, man. <laughs> Hoppy, do you have anything else uh, for Abort You White here? I'm all out of questions. I'm not going to lie. I just got so, like, thrown off track with the Pierre talk. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, he'll do that to you. Oh, my God. It's all good. I understand. <laughs> Could you imagine if he was a general manager? Yikes, bro. I, I had to imagine it for a minute. I was terrified. Dude, it almost was like Hexy was a better move. Like he's just gonna like blow up the organization. But uh, no, I think Hextall was a great hire. Really, Hextall oh, and yep. Burke. I'm very, very big fan of it. I, I like both like of them. I do like Burkey. I will say. I, I think. Well, let me correct myself. I think Penn's fans just need to be prepared to like all their favorite players to be gone. Like I just like be ready for like Malkin, Latang, maybe Crosby, all to be out the door. You know what, though, man? My my take on it, like, straight up, if Crosby wants to leave, trade him. Yeah. If Malkin wants to leave, trade him. But if they want to stay, you let them fucking stay. Yeah. Like, straight I, up. Like, but they've earned it. Like, they've done everything they need to for the team. If they say, you know what, I don't want to be here. I'm not part of this, like, maybe not rebuild, but retool, whatever. Let them go. You'll get good assets for them try and fix the team and let them go off and play where they want. Let Crosby go play with McKinnon. Let Malkin come to the wild to be the first center that they've never had. No, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Malkin's going home. Let's be clear about that. What's if he's not, if he's not playing, uh, he's going home. KHL? I already, mm, I don't think he's playing uh, anywhere else. He I don't think he's get, get I don't think he's playing anywhere else. He'll, I hope not, but no, but like it, I could see it happening. I don't know. That He's not going crazy. to the KHL. I mean, they they got money for him. Listen, yeah, man, they'll have that money day. for him when he's forty five years old. Yeah, of course, dude. I was gonna say Sergey Fedorov still makes money from all his KHL. Right, like, like not just the fact that he's a GM over there, dude. That would be crazy though. Like Crosby and McKinnon, two Halifax boys, just like taking over, It'd be wild. Yeah, man. Unreal. Well. Uh, that that's all I got for you. Um, thanks for joining us. 
tonight on the Soda Pod, episode 130. Uh, please plug away uh, your show, both your your time slot on iHeart and your podcast, and what's coming up uh, on uh, both your programs. Let's go. Okay. So uh, follow me on all socials at E White on the mic. It's E like the letter, white like the color on the MIC, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. Uh, Six to midnight, 101.3 KDWB on the iHeart radio app. Um, I talk about random shit like how you fell asleep in a strip club one day. Um, and then, like, you know, as far as it goes, the Hoser show, uh, obviously, a lot of momentum for the wild. Uh, we're going to be talking the Tower of Tears next week. I think we're doing, uh, I think we're going to end up doing, um, like, worst jerseys or something like that. I don't know. We usually do anything like involving trashing something. So, you know, we've done plenty of those. <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd throw down hard on that, too. I, I respect it. Got to ask before you go, though, what's the E? Tell us. The E stands for electric. Um, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it. It stands for Eric. That's my mom. I called electric. electric. I called it. <laughs> I like um, that. You should stick with it. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Hoppy, no, what did you think it was? You're like, there's no way it's Eric oh, if he made it E. Well, yeah, no, if it's because he like tried. Isha was digging I tried to forever. Find it. Like, I, I can't find it, man. He's just E White. That's it. I'm like, man, it's got to be some shit like Eleanor or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just buried it, man. No, I, I, honestly, man, E White just sounds more memorable than like Eric. You know, like the Electric White like, sounds more memorable than both. So yeah. yeah. Exactly, dude. Seriously, more than Eleanor. Like Jesus. <laughs> Yikes. Well, there, there you have it, Mister Electric White. Episode one hundred and thirty of the Soda Pod. We'll bring you back soon, man. This was great. On the other side, some more Minnesota Wild talk, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the NHL. Thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Soda Pod has been presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Man, you're listening to episode 130 of the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings. Uh, e White, uh, Electric White, he lingered for a bit there in the uh, in the lobby and got to catch that uh, great, great uh, segue clip we have there, uh, courtesy of producer Pigeon. Poppy's losing it. I love it. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was quite the segment and quite the guest. Um, you know, I, I think we got bang for our buck with our guest there, Mister E White. That Eric did not Eleanor Eric I'm Wait. so glad I'm so glad you brought that up because I was gonna I was gonna see at the end of that I didn't know you were gonna ask that question on on well this segment I was gonna see if we could maybe based on talking with him figure out if he was uh, Eleanor or Eric um but now now it's hard to say yeah this is 2021 it could be Erica but anyways hang on though Thanks. Eric Eric could be short for electric I like electric. I think we should go with that. Like porn star name. <laughs> but if you take out lact, it's Eric. Oh, wow. Mind blown here on the soda pod. Uh, thanks everyone tuning into the podcast again, new podcast every Monday and Thursday. If you want to join us on the live recording and live stream every Sunday and Wednesday. Let's talk a little bit about the Minnesota Wild. We we talked a little bit with our boy Electric White there uh, in the first segment of the show. I want to talk a little bit about, well, 
Eric's uh Yoel Eriksson Ek. I know <laughs> I know Electric may not be a fan of him, but he's starting to make the decision to pass on Brock Besser a little bit more bearable, eh, Hoppy? Yeah, and I mean, let's be fair. He's not looking that much like he was drafted by Chuck Fletcher anymore. Um, he's oh, really outgrown that. So, no, I mean, he's he is what he is, right? He shouldn't be a first-line center, but he is a great guy to have as that middle six center, whether that's second or third. Um, I actually think this is an interesting time you should talk about a trade that you wanted to propose between the Wild and the Canucks, which well, again, won't ever happen. Yeah, let, let's back up a bit. I prefaced my message to Hoppy saying, like, look, I can't believe I'm the one actually, like, bringing this up. Um, but it was it was purely uh, it was purely inspired because the other night I was watching the Vancouver Canucks game, and I was like, this team needs fucking defense. I don't care if it's even a defensive defenseman. They just need anything, whether it's offense, offensive defenseman or defensive defenseman. They just need someone there moving forward. And then the first name that came to mind, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the Wild have to move Matt Dumba. So here we go. They do, and that's just a fact. But so a guy that you brought up as someone that could be part of a trade like that, Vasily Podkolzin. Talk to me. Well, he hasn't played a game in North America yet. Obviously, you know, they're very high on him. Um, a lot of scouts are high on him still. Um, but he could be a trade chip to bring in a defenseman who can play now and for the next potentially five to seven years for the Vancouver Canucks. And right now, that is a position of need. Now, of course, they have to build out the rest of their core. Brock Besser is their only really star winger. Um, they let the other one walk to Montreal, but I won't get into that. Uh, I think you've got Miller, who is, again, wasn't an ideal trade, but he has all but lived up to that. Like he's Miller, great, but you know what I'm saying? As building up that core moving forward. Miller's not, maybe Miller's here for for the success of the Vancouver Canucks if everything clicks. Maybe he's not, though. I don't know. I'm saying yeah. Brock Besser is probably, and I joke about, like, oh, he's he's going to be a hard one to, to keep. That's salary cap stuff. Let's, for, for the sake of this yeah. argument, think, okay, they have one winger, one center, uh, a defender, and hopefully a goaltender because, again, let a top five one walk in. One center? Well, one, uh, sorry, they, I guess, yeah, they have Bo Horvat too. They have, they have the, okay, they have their center position, one defender. Oh, and Horvat even being disrespected by his own fans. Damn. Okay, okay. Um, I didn't mean to overlook him there. They need more on defense because Quinn Hughes is unbelievable, but he plays, he plays the game uh, the certain way where he's not defense first, as we all can see. And regardless of that, there needs to be more. There needs to be his right-hand man. There needs to be someone else who shuts it down a little bit more. Oh, Jamil, how's it going? Hello, FBI. <laughs> and Marcus Hunt, thanks for joining us here. Uh, rumors are that Dumbo was offered to Canucks for Demko and uh, and Sutter, and the Canucks declined. Now, if the Canucks decline, that, that's crazy. That's crazy in my mind. Now, I know they need the goaltender in Demko right now, but... I don't, why is that? I don't know why that's crazy, but we can move past that. Um, if I remember correctly, and maybe I'm way off, but like Pod Colson's a guy that is a very much a two-way player, right? He's not all offense. From from what I've been told now, I've watched as much as I can on this guy, but it's hard to judge someone who plays international U20, U18, U16, you know, where this guy's um where his worth and where the scouts were really say were really able to uh take note of his abilities because he hasn't played a lot in the the KHL. Um, I 
he hasn't played a full season worth of games in any KHL season. He's been up and down. He's been scratched or healthy scratched. It, it's just hard. From what I've seen, yeah, he's solid. Sure, I guess he's more on that two-way side. But in the NHL, I'd still think the Canucks would want him to be that scorer first and foremost, more like a Kirill Kaprizov than a two-way guy that they drafted so high in the draft. And from what I've seen of him playing in the KHL and even playing World Juniors and whatnot, he's not even close to you know what they would want in a, comparable to a Kirill Kaprizov. No, and I don't think that that should be the standard that he's held to either. But it's not about what the Canucks need. If you're trying to trade him in a package for Dumba, it's what is he for the wild? And imagine a second line that has Jewel Eriksson, Kirill Kaprizov and Vasily Podkolzin. Yeah. That All would, the offensive that would, upside you could have. That would fuck shit up. Plus, plus that's an incredibly underrated defensive pairing too. You get those three going up head to head with the top line of any other team. Not only are you going to, like be able to stymie them and stop them from scoring, but you might be coming out ahead in that too. That, and that's, that's, that's crazy. A great, you know, that that's a great point there. That's uh that, that's an awesome picture to paint as well. And again, what, what I said from a Vancouver Canucks perspective, that's a piece that they could easily move almost, almost straight up for, for uh, a defensive piece, a top four piece, almost they'd have to add something, but Mm-mm. you don't think well, so. Well, no, first off, there's a couple of things missing there. You're not going to go straight up for Dumba. I don't think that's going to happen. Like you said, him not ever playing really a complete season in the KHL. But you also got to factor in your salary cap fucked. Yeah. You're going to have to send a guy like a Sutter our way, which means if we're going to take that cap off for you to make this deal work, you're probably sending another decent prospect or an upper tier pick to make that whole thing flow through. That's true. And let's just take Dumba, the name out of the equation, someone of his value, you know, a top four defender, possibly, you know, a, a top, a top pairing guy mm-hmm. would like a Pud Colson and Adam Gaudet get you that because I've heard that the Canucks are willing to move Adam Gaudet right now too. Jake Vertanen in my mind has no value right now. He's got one goal in however many games. Tell you what, man, if the salary cap worked, I don't hate that from the wilds end. That's great. You get, Again, if Pod Colson works out and you get that second line for the future, holy shit. And then you've got Goddard, who I think it's slot in as a great third line center. Again, we're still not getting that top tier guy, but we have both Huznadinov and Rossi battling to become that. Yeah. And I think that makes for a really interesting roster construction long term. And I think the, um, where the Vancouver Canucks are at right now is where, where they should be at, in my opinion, is they need to. F- Again, bring in another body who's going to be a, a solid defender for, again, long-term vision. If a trade comes up, a trade comes up. But you know what I mean. For the next five years projected with Quinn Hughes to be the, the best two defenders on this team. And Pod Coles in the, is their best chip in doing so because they didn't know, I don't think, what they had in Nils Hoaglander, who's a solid NHL player right now. Now they don't have to wait for another young guy to come in like Pod Coles in if they can use him properly as a piece to bring in a defenseman. Man, shout out to Jesse Marshall of The Athletic who writes for Pittsburgh. Like, I'm not this, like, deep dive, look at all these prospects guy. I watch him, and there will be the people that he says are going to fall further than they should, and they're studs. And then I look into them, and I'm like, oh, my God, they are. The most recent examples of that being two that I know you'll agree with, being Nose Hoaglander and a Mr. Newhook. Yep. And both of them he thought should have been, like, borderline top ten picks. 
Well, Nils Hoglander, I was surprised he fell out of the first he, round. He fell far. Um, you know, uh, Dylan Kayser, ho- uh, host, well, co-creator of the Hockey Podcast Network and a co-host of the Stick Hungry Podcast. We were both at the draft, and when he was picked by the Canucks in the second round, the whole arena went nuts because obviously those coming for, you know, day two of the draft, they're hockey nerds much like us. They got their notes and, you know, their draft guides and whatnot, and everyone knew the value of this player and was pumped that the Canucks were able to take him at home. Um, let's <laughs> move right along here. Uh, Kevin Fiala, he's back, back on the score sheet anyways, though. I, I joked about this, you know, Kevin Fiala, he was playing, he's playing great in my mind. He just wasn't able to put the puck in the back of the net. He was never the issue for the wild. He was getting shots on net. He was always noticeable in every single game. Um, yeah, he, he's been back on the score sheet though. And it's, it's, it's awesome to see, especially in that just slaughtering of the ducks, uh, last night. And it's all about who you're surrounded with, right? Like, I really, again, love the player, hate the contract, whatever. Zuccarello playing with him makes a massive difference. Yeah, and we said that here on the Soda Pod. You know, obviously, Zuccarello is going to play limited minutes coming back into the lineup. Um, but now that he's here, he he looks good. He certainly looks as good as he did last year when he still was contributing to this wild team. He's a guy who's... Almost in, the, I'd say in his prime, he was an elite passer in the National Hockey League. Just someone who can think the game at a higher level than the rest is the best fit to be on Kevin Fiala's line. And you said it there, three points in three games for Zuccarello. Well, and for Zuccarello, the big thing is, like, as you age, what's the big concern? Foot speed. speed. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? He doesn't have any issue with that. That's his true. issue is that he keeps on destroying his shoulder. If he can get healthy and get back to what he wanted... He's not going to get less smart with age, and he's clearly not slowing down. This is a guy who can contribute moving forward, whether you play him with Kaprizov or with Fiala. I just think that while he's on the roster, he is playing with one of them, and you are not putting Fiala and Kaprizov together. Let them do what they need to on the power play. That's fine. The Wild maybe someday will grow up and realize that you can't put two defensemen on a power play if you really want it to be a power play. And then you can have all three of them with. I guess whoever you make the center. <laughs> yeah. Or whoever yeah, becomes that center right. and hope sooner than later. Um, you know, I had in my, my notes, the, the next topic, which we pretty much just covered here is Zuccarello adding that much needed scoring depth and, you know, also a, a partner there for Kevin Fiala, someone who can really uh, help him out there on that line. And uh, yeah, I, I never gave up on Zuccarello last year. I hope that the remainder of this season, he at least just, looks better than he did last year a little bit more quicker a little bit more motivated whether you know whether he starts slowing down you know foot speed or not i i don't want him just to lose that passion which we it kind of looked like he was just frustrated last year maybe it's because frustrated just wasn't clicking right away and maybe dealing with some injuries he's healthy now he looks rejuvenated and you know to to work your way up the lineup to especially be with fiala that that's got to you know boost the confidence there especially now that it's working Absolutely. And I mean, you said it like last year, you can pretty much throw away as a fluke, not to say that he couldn't come up this year and prove us right, I guess, on him not (laughs) being good. But like you look at him coming off a major injury before getting signed, which again, Fenton signed him to just a stupid contract. But everyone's looking right now at Paul Fenton just grinning as he sees the line of Zuccarello, Rask and Fiala like that. That is the Paul Fenton stamp. 
Yeah, and what a segue, because I was going to say, we're talking about depth scoring. Let's talk about Victor Rask. Scoring when he needs to, as uh, I guess he's not a depth player if he's playing on what is one of the top lines. Everyone on the wild is a depth player. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, we, we, we pumped that more than anyone here. But Victor Rask, as of late, hasn't looked that bad. He's still slow, sure. But uh, he's where he needs to be, and he's scores four. He scored four goals already this season. Not too shabby. Hopefully, he doesn't cut himself again. <laughs> you know, all serious note. In all seriousness, though, Hoppy, what uh, what what's lacking from his game this season? Because overall, he hasn't been the player where, where I'm watching this, these wild games, and I'm like, ah, oh, that person's letting us down here, or or oh, that's an anchor to this line. He's been fine, you know. And sometimes when you don't notice a player, that's not the worst thing, especially. In Victor Rask's case. You know, it's hard to say because you're right. Like a player like him, it's good to not notice them. But if you're playing in the top six, you need to at least be a little noticed. But, yeah. um, you know, he's a guy that like, strangely, he's just polar opposite of Zuccarello. I think he's got like the skill he's got. He had the hands and the abilities just has zero legs. <laughs> so uh, that's something that's obviously not going to change. And that was the case when he was traded for originally. So it's just a matter of putting him with players again, like Zuccarello and Fiala, as long as he knows his role and he plays it correctly, like he can blend in and go somewhat unnoticed there. And I mean, be sufficient for the time being. I don't have a different word to use. Oh, that's, that's an excellent word. Uh, Natasha Harris said Zuccarello played uh, with Kaprizov. Played well with Kaprizov or just, Played with Kaprizov? I mean, he bounced around a little bit, but again, I think Zuccarello with either is wonderful. So, yeah. And how about Fiala, though, as of late? And I know I joke, it's it's the Ducks. The Ducks aren't the strongest of teams here, but uh, I don't think his confidence was lacking in the, the first, you know, four, uh, 13 games or even you could say, are you 10 games of the season where he just wasn't getting the point, putting up the points? Um, I still thought he was hustling every, every night and it, it surely looked like he was doing everything right. Um, but he was he was not only doing everything right against the Ducks, he was dominating that game to the point where like he could have gone for the hat trick and read the play right, setting up uh, Joel Eriksson Eck. And I, I'm going to be in the vast minority here, but I think that he is the best forward on the team. I think that oh, he I think is... So too. Oh, I think most are going to tear us really? apart then. Really? Over Kaprizov? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Over a rookie who's yeah, he's sure, sure he's doing good, and he's gotten some very good puck luck. Let's be honest. And I'm not criticizing Kaprizov; he's been outstanding. But Kevin Fiala is the best player, arguably, on this team. You know, well, Spurgeon, sure, he's up there. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I, that that's surprising that that you say that others uh, are going to disagree with that. Well, no, and it's just really cool to be a part of this. It's really awesome that we made it to episode 130. Uh, you know, it's just been really fun being on here with you, Isha, because we have officially been canceled for saying that Fiala is better than Kaprizov, that anyone is better than Kaprizov. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. It, it's been fun. Yo, Eric Sinek. <laughs> is he better than Kaprizov? That's the question. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that'll oh, that'll put that'll stop. put some of our friends in the, uh, their brain in a pretzel. There, anyways. Hey, Kalen Addison better than Spurgeon. Ooh, let's just, uh, just stop. <laughs> um, I talked about this in the, our previous segment with uh, 
Mr. Electric White, but Kapokakinen playing like he wants the crease every single night, even in this uh, shortened season. That That's good to see. And he's been putting up pretty good numbers. Um, he's been playing damn good on the road. I just like this guy's passion. You know, he's uh, Alex Stalock is a little bit like that too, which by the way, Alex Stalock back practicing in Minnesota, which is awesome to see. Uh, he's even admitted he has a lot of time where he, he still has a lot of time until he plays an NHL game. He's got to get his conditioning back. But I don't know if you if you watch any like the behind the scenes wild content that they put out on social media and whatnot, Hoppy. They did like a little ten minute segment with him, like gearing up, working with the trainers, and he's so loose, he's so just happy to be back training. And he's like, "Look, I don't take any any game for granted." He's like, "In my mind, like any game in the National Hockey League is an honor, and you're just happy to be in net." So he's like, "If I could even get one more game, all this work that I'm doing is uh, is worth it." And now he didn't disclose what the issue was. We've had our uh, we'd had some sources here, you know, speculate on what it's what it was as well, and it being a heart issue. Um, he did say though it was something that came up on the physical that had to put him out, and he literally just kind of had to wait, had to wait to recover, monitor it, and uh, finally cleared to to get back to training. So so that's good. But uh, but Capocacton resembles Stalock in that the fire is there. Where Talbot, yeah, he's passionate, and I noted that in the, especially in the first three games of the season. But he's more that veteran calm cool and collected overall would you not agree and and i was gonna say actually to that point thank you like i think that passion and fire can sometimes be a little overrated like it's awesome to see and it like gets the guys going but there are so many goalies that are like stonewall jackson just straight face like they're here show up business as usual like just not at all in that vibe like sure when the game's over you can get excited but they are so focused and locked in on the game. Like, just don't even talk to me. Leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, what, what goaltenders come to mind that are like that, uh, that are in the league right now? Um, I've heard Vasilevsky's kind of like, he's animated, but apparently, like, he doesn't talk much at all. And he's very much fo- focused uh, on the task at hand. But look at most of the top goalies. Like, they don't get, like, that over invigorated during the game right like again any goalie can get excited and cheer at the end yeah and i actually don't know what talbot's mask looks like seth i'm a little embarrassed i want to look into that and find out is it as good as the leg pads on hunter miska that's the real question i thought you were gonna say uh brayden holpe because <laughs> he had to he had to forfeit his mask but we won't get into that <laughs> that's, uh, yeah i don't want to ever talk about that again <laughs> Uh, anything else wild related? Any any notes from the last game? I mean, in my opinion, Anaheim, they're going to have to call up uh, Zgrass sooner than later because why not look at this kid at the National Hockey League level if you're just going to be a tire fire that is the Anaheim Ducks. Eight, eight points. Their leading score has eight points. I think they're protecting him at this point. I don't think they want to bring him up and have his confidence crushed. But, no, they should bring him up. The guy's just bored playing in the AHL. Like, it's just not worth his time. But. Who knows? I don't care what the Ducks do because it really doesn't impact my life at all. Any uh, any last words on the Wilds' last two games here? Sharks next. Sharks next. Uh, speaking of teams that play two defensemen, but I don't even know if that qualifies because Burns isn't a defenseman. Um, no, honestly, just you know, great to see a couple games from Kalen Addison. Sad to see him go, but as soon as Dumba gets traded, I'm excited to see him back in the lineup. Yeah, talk about a cool collected player. He just 
it seemed like he just i know it's not full time but he adjusted just so easily like i'm here to play hockey you know i got the poo stash i got the flow i'm you know going out for the solo skate i'm not even gonna look at the cameras or crowd at all the lack of crowd but you know what i mean empty seating tarps (laughs) I Um, i i liked what i saw of that guy he showed up and he took care of business, right? Like that's what you he want got to stuck see. on the first pairing, which in a normal game situation, he's probably getting thrown in as maybe the number four guy, but probably on the bottom pair. And he took it in stride, like did everything he needed to. Like there were some bumps in the road, but largely like he actually was not the defensive liability that I thought he was going to be. And no, he was that's good. very encouraging. Absolutely. Uh, around the NHL, a couple NHL uh, topics I wanted to get into. Uh, a few notable veteran National Hockey League players being, you know, clearing waivers. I mean, Franz Nielsen, does that really surprise anybody? No. What surprised me, Adam Henrique for the Anaheim Ducks clears waivers. Now, again, I just said the Anaheim Ducks top point scorer has eight points in Maxime Comtois. Um, Henrique has four. Sure, he hasn't been playing great as of late, but this guy is a career 40 point player, 40 to 50 point player in the national hockey league. He's a bona fide second line center. According to, well, if you look at his underlying stats and his contributions, he can score 20 goals in the national hockey league. Um, even the likes of like Jay fresh, who's a, again on the analytical side, but a, a great, a great personality on, uh, on hockey Twitter. And he does, you know, great work showing off the, the analytics side of the game. He was even very surprised uh, at this one. Hoppy as, as was I, I thought that there was a handful of teams who could have uh, taken on Adam Henrique's services. And I mean, the one thing that's tough is the contract, right? Um, he's well, a guy how many more years does he have? One or two? No, he's got this year and then three more at just under six mil. Just under six mil. Okay. He's still a second line center at 30 years old though, or 31 years old. And I agree. And there must be something there, whether it be like a lingering injury or something else. There has up, to be. But there has to be. Like, Think about it. Like the wild if not for his salary cap, would have taken him, right? But you got a guy that's just under six for three more years. That's just not part of their plans moving forward, right? So you yeah, got to look at each sense. team in a one-off situation and be like, okay, is this a guy that they want on their roster three years beyond this season? And sure. it just might be that there's just not the right fit. Well, it doesn't make sense for the wild, but I listed right here, you know, Detroit, Columbus, <laughs> back to New Jersey, even the Buffalo Sabres, the, the Anaheim Ducks, obviously. Why didn't they keep them? And, uh, and the Ottawa uh, Senators. I, okay. So let's hit a couple of those. Detroit, not trying to win. Buffalo has their top two centers and there's no room for him. I I don't know. I can see why a lot of teams would pass on him. There's definitely some, like we could drill into it, and there's probably one or two teams that we're going to look at and be like, why didn't you do this? But largely, I mean, it's tough. I get it, but I do think that he is a very skilled second-line center. Yeah, and I I don't think the contract is a bad contract. Sure, it's – it's – it's – it's a big deal, especially to just clear, you know, to, to claim off waivers and just plop right into your, <laughs> your roster and lineup. I get it. It's just, you just don't see second line centers on decent deals. He'll be playing until he's 34 years old. That like, that's, I don't know. It, it 35. seems 35. It seems weird. It seems weird. No. And, and again, there's probably a couple of teams that we could nitpick over it, but like the wild as the example, since everyone's like, well, we need a center. Like, I can understand where this isn't a guy that Billy Guerin's rushing to pick up. 
Yeah. Nor are they going to trade for Derek Stepan. So just stop. Just everybody stop. Oh, I hope they don't. Please um, don't. quickly let, let's touch on the the Lake Tahoe game. I know games. It was a series. Uh, it was a couple games of these. Watching one right this now. Weekend. Yeah, watching one as this is recording here. It on is not Sunday. going well. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the one that was delayed eight hours, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was at least that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they. You know what? You could see it visibly. There were players and refs like between whistles, just like gliding across the ice and like taking huge diggers because the ice was that soft. I heard Wes McCauley just ate it at one point. Several people just ate it. And it was like, you just know that's not good ice to play on. And I think a lot of it had to do with the the sun reflection. And let's be real. The players don't fucking want that either. But uh, so, nope, they threw tarps over it to cover it up. They ended up you know, reflooding it and Hey, here we go. They played later that night without a hitch and it actually looked way cooler too at night. You know, I have to say hobby I've ripped on, I've ripped on the reverse retro jerseys for the Colorado avalanche more so not because of what they look like. They, they, they look beautiful. I am just, I, I, I hate that the Nordiques are even involved. Uh, that's just, that's just me, but they looked damn good on TV outside you know at night i i don't know man the way that the light you know the lights hit the ice and their jerseys i don't know we're, we're flying around out there that that looked that looked unbelievable i have to say and i'm the first one to be critical probably the only one to be critical of that jersey based off uh oh them. i don't know if that's true i think there's plenty that are critical but i i also don't get it when you've got the whalers you've got the wild using north star colors like how is that any different fair fair and they are beautiful, by the way. Like my favorite, if we had to go like straight vintage teams that don't exist anymore, there is no better team, whether it's logo, jerseys, whatever, than the Nordiques. I love it. I just think, and this is a per, this is a hundred for those listening. This is a hundred percent like personal. This is biased. These are my thoughts. I think there's just more of a sour taste there. Where again, like North Stars aren't happy that their their team is in Dallas, but their team wasn't. Their team isn't the Minnesota Wild. They're they're different, and they're kind of have there's a synergy there, and they wanted to bring it back to hockey in Minnesota. So I get it there. There's not like there's not anything contentious between the Wild and you know the North Stars sort of thing. Whereas it's the same with the Whalers. I don't think that anything to do with that franchise has anything contentious. You know, there's any contentious with the 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 Carolina Hurricanes. There's no there's no bad blood there. But the Nordiques and the Colorado Avalanche. The, like the next year they started to turn it around. You know, there were pinnacle players that made a name for themselves further and won championships with the Colorado Avalanche. So I just think I just think it's different. Um, I think it's a little bit more sour. And maybe maybe it's only me up here uh in Canada thinking that, but I don't know. I mean, you're not even in the same country from what you've told me. You said that West Coast and East Coast are polar different countries. So yeah, I don't know why you care. To be honest, I don't know why I care either. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring it up. The best poutine. The best poutine. Uh, last thing I wanted to note, uh, your boy, our Canadian boy, Sidney Crosby. Thousand games in the National Hockey League. Man, and it's crazy to look at him too. Just the trajectory of his career. Like you look back and see the highlights from when he was like 18, 19 years old and how much he was doing and just how much he's refined his game now. Like he's not the guy that's trying to like – deke through four guys to score a highlight real goal he's like so much more calm and calculated and if he can keep playing this type of game and not get hit in the head 
Like this is a guy that can play into his forties. Now, will he, who knows? That's all up to him. Cause guess what? The penguins are going to give him contracts until he dies, unless he says he's done. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but it's just funny to look back. Like he's still every bit as dominant. It's just a completely different form of dominance. No, absolutely. And it's funny. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, are Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews, you know, the next Crosby Ovechkin. And I, 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 I kind of shook my head and said, you look at how much hardware Crosby had in his first three years compared to McDavid, who's on his sixth. I'm sorry, Cindy Crosby. And Ovi, I know Ovi got his hardware later. And, you know, if we're comparing, you know, if, if Ovi's being, or if Matthews is being compared to the Ovi in that example, he still got time, but I'd say the Capitals still had more success than the Toronto Maple Leafs have had, you know, relative to their age. And I think that we're just so lucky that the we got to grow up in the Ovi and Crosby era. Now, yeah, we miss Gretzky and Lemieux. I get it. That's the the best of the best. But uh, I I think Crosby and Ovi came came out swinging a little bit harder than even you know McDavid and Matthews have respectively. Well, and it's also different too, right? Because like. Gretzky and Lemieux, the, that's the elite of the elite, right? Yeah, but they're the they two best players to ever play the game. But they didn't come up together, right? Like Lemieux came in when Gretzky was halfway through his career. Yeah. So you look at just the perfect timing. Like I told my wife today, just because like we saw that stuff last night for Ove or for Crosby's a thousandth game, and I'm like, yeah. So like a normal like good year for the person that wins the rookie of the year in the NHL is like sixty points, maybe seventy points, right? Yeah, and they're, yeah, yeah. they're they're unreal. Yeah, well, remember, Crosby, Jeff, Skin, Jeff Skinner won it with 30 and 30. 30 goals, 30 assists. Which is actually damn impressive. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but then I told her, I'm like, yeah, so Crosby actually didn't win Rookie of the Year, and he had 102 points. She's like, how the fuck does that make sense? And I'm like, Alexander well, Ovechkin had 106. <laughs> so, like, the fact that they've come up together, right? Yeah. Especially the only reason that happened is because of the lockout year. Because otherwise Ovechkin would have been in a year before Crosby because he was drafted a year sooner. So it's just – it's crazy that things lined up that way, that, like, the rivalry had to be built that way. Well, same division, so too. Same division, too. You know, uh, Not at first. Okay, well, it became the rivalry continued to grow because of uh, the Pittsburgh and Washington be, being placed in the same division too, which okay. was huge. Because if you think about it, if if they were cross country, or even you know one was in Canada, one was in the states, it would it'd be completely different. I think. Well, and I think a lot of Capitals fans would argue that they would have made it a lot further in the playoffs if they didn't have to see the Penguins in the I second round. I am a Capitals every time. fan, <laughs> and I will say one hundred percent the fucking case. God, oh, man. man, the amount of money I've lost betting for Washington against Pittsburgh, I don't even want to get into on this live stream or podcast. And it'll sound messed up, man. Like, I get way more joy out of beating the Capitals in the second round than I do of anything <laughs> else, like winning the Cup, winning in the conference finals. And, and this is and why we Sean love you, Sean. Cosgrove is one of us. Officially Lemieux, stamped. Lemieux over Wayne. Hoppy and, I, and uh, we're canceled for the fourth time this episode. Yeah. Fial is the best player on the Minnesota Wild roster. And Lemieux uh, best is forward, be best forward, best forward. Sorry. And Lemieux is uh, better than Wayne Gretzky. Okay. One last segment. We'll make it quick. MNC double It's Sunday on the other side. I'll hand over the mic to Hoppy. Thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch and listening back on the podcast. Episode 130 of the soda pod.
yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. Like, I like Pinto, and I, I remember everyone like, and this is the thing that I think Sense fans need to start realizing. We need to stop looking at the draft. We really need to stop looking at a player being like, he was drafted way too early. You know who you can make an argument who was drafted way too late? Mark Stone. Sixth round pick, and now he's making $9.5 million. Pajot, drafted, I think, in the fifth round and making $5 million. Hoffman? Welcome to the Sense Hour podcast, your number one source for Sense content, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, hosted by Shane from Ottawa and... And Derek from Muskoka, almost near Leaf Country out here. Um, but I think Clevin was, was right up there because they traded up to get him uh, with the Leafs. And again, they, they passed up some talented players for a guy like Clevin, but now Clevin's all of a sudden looking like a talented player himself. Like that goal that he scored um, in the third game in UND was outrageous. It was just not something you're expecting from the Twitter scouts, especially. <laughs> Sends our podcast, your number one stop for all your Senators content. New episodes coming at you every Monday and Thursday, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Have a good one. Stay safe. Take care. <laughs> Episode 130 of the Soda Pod. Uh, last segment of the show, MNC AA. I'll hand it over to Hawk. Yeah, a pretty boring one this week in the sense that this is, I think, the first time that no one has moved in the standings. Um, Mavericks, sweep Ferris State, take care of business. Gophers, sweep Sparty, take care of business. They're pretty much cemented in the top two unless they both lose out the last couple of games here going into the tournaments. Um, so we got St. Cloud beating Colorado College 4-0. We have Duluth losing to that same team 2-1. But guess what? That doesn't matter. We erase everything because next weekend we have two games, St. Cloud versus Duluth. If either team takes both games, done and done. They get the third spot at the end of the year. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see, again, obviously coming from the same conference but also just being such weird teams that have been so up and down all year. Uh, I'm very excited to watch in and see those games. And uh, honestly, Isha, we might have to find some guests that follow and support Duluth and St. Cloud for next Sunday. Cause regardless of which way it goes, someone's gonna be really happy and really sad. Yeah. We could probably, we could probably do that. And then of course we have the Beavers sweeping Michigan tech. They're still, you know, far on the outside, but maybe with that sweep, they're back in the top 20, and we still have five Minnesota teams in the top 20 and potentially four in the top 10. I don't know. Maybe Duluth falls out, depending on how other teams shook out. I don't really pay attention to their teams because I don't care. But uh, pretty safe to say that uh, Mankato, U of M, and St. Cloud all cemented in the top 10. Very nice, very nice. Um, any other notes on... College hockey, Minnesota Wild, the NHL large hobby. Um, we're still on shutout watch for 
Dryden McKay, the greatest goaltending name you could ever have, the goalie for Mankato. No shutouts this weekend, but both games, I think he let up one and two goals. Let's keep it going. I want to see more. I want to see him beat our friend Joey's best, best, best player record, that being Ryan Miller, the shovel face himself. <laughs> Amazing. Um, if you're a fan of college hockey, check out our uh, well, our newest podcast under the Hockey Podcast Network umbrella, Pucks in Deep, part of everything college hockey they do amazing work youtube instagram twitter and again on the podcast you name it those guys are content machines everything college hockey go check them out proudly presented by the hockey podcast network we'll bring them on soon uh, they're minnesota boys they do all their they do all their edits they basically the whole operation is run from uh, the state of hockey so we'll have to uh, we'll have to bring them on the soda pod and we'll uh, we'll link well, the state of Hoppy there on the ground with them soon. Okay. To, I'm not uh, opposed. And I, I, did you get the vibe from uh, Electric White that uh, he didn't think that I was from Minnesota because you weren't? Like, I think the he first, thought like, you were from Canada. He, he absolutely thought we were both from Canada. I'm like, don't worry, buddy. I went out in shorts today. I got you covered. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, there wasn't a lot of dialogue other than like, you, you want to come on the podcast? He's like, yeah, I love talking hockey, this and this and that. There, there wasn't really anything on us. So to be honest, I don't think he even knew who we were. So there you Most go. Most people there don't. Go. It's okay. Um, Sean, by the way, getting in uh, one of the last few comments here. Uh, Bemidji number eight in the pairwise could get an at-large or I believe the first time ever. It's not impossible, but it's just tough, especially this year. But we'll see what happens. They, I mean, good for them on the pairwise, but they they got to at least make it to the championship of their conference if they want to have a remote chance. There you go. Um, thanks, everyone, tuning in on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Folks, the best thing you can do for us this week is to give us five stars and a kind review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. If you're a fan of any other NHL team or the sport of hockey at large, go visit our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. We have something for you. We are the, the world's leading hockey podcast network, so go check that out. And on your app, please download whatever podcast you subscribe to before you listen as it helps our business. Don't forget to follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow Hoppy at State of Hoppy. And you can follow the show at The Soda Pod on Twitter and also Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, Hoppy, uh, our jersey contest, it's, uh, it's slowly but surely coming to a close soon. Why are you looking at me? I was hoping you could say a couple words like you usually do on it while I finish this. Oh beer. man! So you want me to talk about DraftKings, huh? No, no the uh, the jersey contest. Oh, the jersey contest. Oh, we got another week of that, huh? Yeah. Please like, share. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ishi I mean, I mean, me. I, no, I, mean, I I just tuned out completely because you were going okay. through your end of show stuff. But yes, the jersey contest. Please like like the soda pod. Share our pinned post because a week from today we will announce who wins the Subway jersey or whatever Minnesota Wild jersey you prefer. Um, actually, 2003 Pateri uh, Newmelin. Well, we got your back. Uh, yes, please. Well, that doesn't make sense because he wasn't on the team in 2003, but whatever. <laughs> I'm from Canada. 
I'm from Canada. Numbers don't work. <laughs> My name's Ishidromi. <laughs> numbers don't work. <laughs> At BS Sports Talk. Oh, I'm so glad so many people have tuned out by now that no one saw this. <laughs> I mean, there's five, and I don't know who they are, but fuck. <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's okay. It's fun. Anyways, Facebook, share the post. All the, all the info's there at the Soda Pod. And, of course, mm-hmm. all Hockey Podcast Network uh, content at HockeyPodNet. Uh, episode 130 of the Soda Pod in the book. Signing off, I'm Ishidromi alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, man? Have you ever heard of Shane the Rapper? <laughs> Don't fear, just drink some beer. Here's on top of the charts and stay wild. <laughs>